Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Trickeration. Welcome to Trickeration, a production of iHeartRadio. Welcome to another episode of the Trickeration podcast, the podcast where we deep dive into shocking, incredible, and often forgotten acts of deception in sports with athletes and regular people who were involved. Honest conversations about dishonest acts is what we're all about here. I'm your host, Matt, constantly trolling for these types of stories. Scams, schemes, hoaxes, devilish trick plays, complicated pranks, you name it, I'm all over it. This week, the story of a current famous athlete pretending to be someone he was not at least until my guest got involved. Enjoy the show. I'll never have a story like this again. I mean, if you had told anybody this, you know, even a year before it happened, I would have said, are you insane? That's not possible. But uh, here we are. This is Zach Buchanan. He covers the Arizona Diamondbacks for the website The Athletic. One day last February, he and Andrew Baggerly, a fellow writer for The Athletic, got the tip of a lifetime. Somebody sent us basically a link to this Facebook post. Like, this was the scoop of all scoops. And before we get to what was in this post, who sent it to you? Well, I, of course, cannot reveal my sources. But the way the story started was spring training had maybe been going on for just a week or so. In the post is a blurry but unmistakable photo of the newly minted star pitcher of the Diamondbacks, Madison Bumgarner. The entire story is in the photo. It's Madison Bumgarner dressed in country western gear, standing in the winner's circle with his team roping partner, having just won a cattle roping event. The man next to Bumgarner is more than a head shorter. He's holding an envelope of cash. I think he and his partner had won $26,000. But the photo's caption makes no mention of Bumgarner. Rather, it identifies the shorter man as Jackson Tucker and the taller one as Mason Saunders. So, Zach, I ask you, who is Mason Saunders? Uh, Mason Saunders is the alter ego of Madison Bumgarner, under which he would surreptitiously compete in team roping events at rodeos around Arizona in the off seasons. So when you're digging into this whole thing and reporting it, what were your expectations about how big a story this was? I knew that, like, this was a crazy story and it was going to blow up. Like, I knew we had something. I don't imagine 
that every team has a player that's secretly competing in another sport under a different name. And I think it's important to establish like who Madison Bumgarner is. Like he's unlike any professional athlete I can think of in American sports. Like how would you describe him? Uh, well, Madison Bumgarner is, uh, I, I don't think it'd be unfair to call him like a legendary pitcher to San Francisco Giants fans. He's been the hero of multiple World Series wins for them. He's kind of this larger than life figure with this larger than life personality on the field, you know, big country guy. One of our other writers who covers baseball for us divides pitchers into tiers like ace applicants, stuff like that. But there's a special tier just for Madison Bumgarner called American Badass. And that's probably like the best way to describe him. Six and a half feet tall with a bushy brown beard, Madison Bumgarner is a character from a long ago era. He's like Paul Bunyan, if Paul Bunyan could throw 95 from the left side. After leading the Giants to three World Series titles in five seasons, the future Hall of Famer signed a five-year, $85 million contract last offseason to anchor the Diamondbacks' rotation. The idea that here's this guy, a very recognizable professional athlete who has been competing in these events and winning under a fake name was just too irresistible. We had to dig into it. So when you started to do your reporting to figure out like what the hell was going on here, what did you dig up? Well, it's not super easy to find results from these events. They're small things. These aren't like rodeo events going on at some big arena. It's kind of just people in the community gather at one of these ranches on certain weekends when they have these meets. It just apparently seems like a fun thing to do on the weekends and kind of a way that that country rodeo community gets together. And he actually won a decent amount of money for a normal person, not for a star baseball player, doing this kind of thing under a fake name for at least several years until me and Andrew Bagley found out. And for the city slickers at home, can you explain what is team roping? It's a two-person event. One person who is called the header, they, they release the steer, and that person immediately ropes uh, the horns of the steer, and then the other person who is the healer, which is what Madison Bumgarner would do, would rope the legs of the steer. Then you're just trying to get the best time. And when you started sniffing around on this, how easy or hard was it to get people to talk about Bumgarner's secret life? So my explanation for that is that this team roping world, this, this rodeo world that goes on in these ranches outside the Phoenix area, is pretty insular and they're protective of each other. I remember when I was first trying to hunt down results, I called a couple of these places. And I don't know if I was just being clumsy about it, but I got pretty much shut down hard by people and they did not seem to be very helpful. So what did you rely on to investigate? So it was, it was a lot of kind of like deep internet searches. Because if you're going to go up to the guy and blow his cover, essentially, you want to know as many of the facts as you can. So we had to do some deep Googling to find other events in the area that showed a Mason Saunders listed in their results. So we did some digging and found Mason Saunders that had won or placed in other events at different points in time over the last couple of years. So we were able to piece together a little bit. And how much time were you spending researching all of this? Each event has like 500 photos. Well, I spent hours and hours going through trying to find, you know, it, do any of these people look like Mass and Bumgarner? We found some photos from other events that clearly showed him on a horse in the act of roping a steer. It wasn't surprising that he was doing this, but the crucial element was that he was doing it under a fake name. 
Can you just give a sense of how potentially dangerous these rodeos are? Like, how much risk was he undertaking by competing? It's not super dangerous, but, you know, you're on a horse. These are live animals. They're unpredictable. So it, it does have some danger. What they say that people get hurt the most is like they dislocate a thumb or even lose a finger because they're holding tight to this rope and it gets yanked. But uh, I didn't hear a lot of stories of like super serious injury, but it's not the same as like shooting hoops in your backyard. One relevant piece of information to this story. Back in 2017, Bumgarner missed three months of the season after a dirt biking accident in the Denver mountains, which required shoulder surgery. And when he came back from that, he wasn't quite as dominant as he was before. It's not like he was terrible, but it's his pitching shoulder. You wonder how much it took out of him. Shoulder surgery is no joke. And guys like Bumgarner are getting paid like half a million dollars a start. So dirt biking seems incredibly stupid to me. But do we know if it was actually forbidden in his contract? Uh, yes, it, it very likely was prohibited by his contract. I mean, I've seen baseball contracts that guys sign that, you know, say they can't skateboard. And so the expectation is, especially during the season when this happened, is you're going to stay away from things that could take you off the field. And he apologized for that at the time, said it was really stupid. And so you're starting to see maybe a pattern of behavior there of doing things that the team would probably say, hold on, you, you need to stop doing this. Which explains why he's competing in rodeos under a fake name. You can't use an alias and then claim you're not trying to keep something secret. Ironically, if he had been doing this under his normal name, it might not have been a story because he has a long history of talking about his fondness for roping and saying that he had entered some small competitions before. What made it a story is that he was using a fake name, which suggests he was trying to hide it from someone. And potentially, you know, he just signed this big contract. Maybe he wants to hide it from his employers. So from your point of view, when you're working on this, was this like a fun, you can't believe what's happening here story? Or was this more like a hardcore investigative newsworthy piece? It was a mix of both and more on the fun side, mostly because the last time that we could peg him doing this was when he was a free agent. He hadn't signed any team. And so there's not a team on earth that can tell him you're not allowed to do roping. Since we couldn't show that he had done it while a member of the Diamondbacks, we felt like our best chance to kind of get a full understanding of it was to approach him in kind of a friendly manner in the clubhouse. So can you set the scene for me when you and Baggerly decide to confront him? I think he had just thrown a bullpen. We're standing in the Diamondbacks clubhouse at the spring training facility at Salt River Fields. The clubhouse is mostly empty. But whenever a pitcher like Bumgarner throws a bullpen, there's just a scrum of reporters there for like a five-minute session. How did it heal? You know, what pitches are you working on? Just kind of the standard stuff that gets asked every spring training. And Bags and my approach was to wait until that group had ended. So we kind of waited for the, the crowd to subside. We went up to him, showed him the photo and said, hey, we saw this. Can you tell us a little bit more about it? You know, my wife and I had just been watching Mad Men and we just got to the scene where Pete Campbell approaches Don Draper and says, I know your secret that you're not who you say you are. It's essentially the same thing that happened with Madison Bumpar. We've come up and said, we know your secret. And what was it like for you going up to him? Oh, I remember feeling nervous as hell. Um, I mean, he's like 6'5". He's very broad. I mean, just, there's no way to stand next to a guy like that and not just feel that this is size in comparison to yourself. Now, 
I don't find any athletes intimidating in the sense of like I feel threatened or anything, but he is just a large guy, like a guy I wouldn't want to run into in a back alley. So how did Bumgarner react when you showed him the photo? The first thing he says to us is, wow, you're ruining my alias. So I think he knew that the days of flying under the radar as Mason Saunders were kaput. And was the conversation acrimonious or was it totally fine? It was a pleasant conversation. He was cooperative. He was a little nervous, understandably. I asked some questions and I felt like we got a good story out of it. He spoke to us for a good 15 minutes or so, rather openly explaining why he likes team roping, how many events he's entered in one. There were some times where he was kind of grinning through gritted teeth, but he filled in a lot of details for us. Why Mason Saunders? Like, where did that come from? It was a shortening of Madison and Saunders is his wife's maiden name. We learned a lot more about it by going through it that way than if we had come in super hard, guns blazing, and he had shut it down. And then we would have had to rely on just what we could find on the internet. Once we talked to Bumgarner, there's a PR person hanging around in the clubhouse. And so we knew that the cat was out of the bag. I did send an email through Team PR to get the owner's input. And then the owner deferred to the GM, Mike Hazen. And so I texted Hazen and said, Hey, if you got a minute, there's something urgent that I need to get a response from you from. And he gave me a call and essentially no comment to me, although I got the sense that this was going to be news to him. I immediately rushed back, transcribed quotes, put the story together. Bags had some suggestions. And I'm pretty proud of how the story turned out. I feel like you, you learn a lot about Madison Bumgarner reading it. And what about the critique that what this guy does in his private time is actually none of your business and your job is just to cover the Diamondbacks and baseball and... This story isn't something the journalist should even be pursuing. He was doing something that might be prohibited by his contract. He was doing it in public. He was photographed. It got posted on Facebook where anybody could see it. And he was doing it under a fake name. If you had a box for like most newsworthy story, like things that a journalist should pursue, that's it. And that's just the price of being a famous athlete. The things that you do that are interesting, especially if you do them in public, are fair game for reporters. One question I do have is, is there any chance that the people watching these rodeos didn't know there was an MLB superstar on the horse? Like they just thought it was some random guy named Mason Saunders. Everybody there knew that was Madison Bumgarner. But I'm also sure that they all knew that if they started posting photos and saying, hey, check out Madison Bumgarner out here at this team roping event, then Madison Bumgarner wouldn't be coming around anymore. Gotcha. So where were you when the story was officially published and what was it like? For you and what was the reaction to the story i don't know if i can describe it accurately it's like this crazy feeling of excitement and anticipation i think i remember i was sitting in the parking lot outside my gym when our editor said okay here it is it's live and then you know your phone just goes nuts with notifications and it's overwhelming it was the talk of the sports world across the country for probably two or three days. I mean, I appeared on NPR. I appeared on Dan Lebetard's show. Like a whole bunch of people called me that have never wanted to talk to me before. And what was it like when this crazy story that you reported and wrote with Baggerly garnered such a huge response? I mean, it was great to have people talking about the work that you do. It was fun to see all the people just blown away by it, not by anything that really we did, but just that like he had been doing this and just the ridiculousness of the story. And so it was really fun. And you have to kind of tell yourself as a reporter to not revel in it too much and like not mix it up in the mentions too much because I still have to cover Madison Bumgarner for the next five seasons. And I want him to not hate me. I, I, that makes sense. And what happens to his rodeo career? I would guess that it, it's dead. I would be surprised if he competed again. 
because the team is aware of it now. I'm sure they would be very angry if you did. One final question I have for you is after outing his secret, you then have to continue covering this person. I'm curious, where do you stand with him these days? The sadness of the pandemic is I don't know where I stand with Matt Spongar. And uh, so I actually never got a chance to really get a sense of how he feels about me after we reported this. So I guess we'll find out whenever we're allowed back in the clubhouse. All right, that is it for today's episode. A big thanks to Zach Buchanan of The Athletic for sharing his story. Go ahead and follow Zach on Twitter at ZHBuchanan. And if you see any athletes competing in weird sports or on horses or anywhere you wouldn't expect, please make sure to let me know. In a related note, I'm working on a story about a hoops game on a Norwegian cruise ship that may or may not have involved Michael Jordan. So tune in to find out what's happening there. Uh, One piece of bookkeeping, if you have a moment, please be so kind as to rate and review and share and all that good stuff. And finally, as we do every week, we check in with the legend, Chris Mad Dog Russo. Chris, how'd we do this week? Maddie, good job. Keep up the good work, pal. All right. Thank you, Chris. That's it for the show. Talk to you guys next week. Trickeration is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists, like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.